morning you came in and you were given, or you probably picked up in a basket, a rock. How many of you have your rock with you? Could you have it? Hold on to it? Would you hold on to it, please? And I'd like for us this morning to ask ourselves, and certainly you should be asking, why am I holding a rock? Or why am I carrying a rock? So will you please say that? Because really you came in and you're probably wondering, what is this for, right? So I want you to turn to your neighbor and say, why am I carrying this rock? Okay, say to another person, why am I carrying this rock? Say it with really a question, why? You should be wondering why. You see, we have just seen and heard, and many of you probably were reading, if you're able to see your Bible, a passage of our scripture this morning. We all know this story, and if you've not, you've heard, you're hearing it now. A woman surrounded by a mob of angry crowd, all gathered around her, each with a stone bigger than what you've got on your hand right now. And what happened? Jesus saved her from stoning by challenging the angry crowd, and saying to them on verse 7 of chapter 8, it says, let any one of you who is without sin be the first to throw a stone at her. If we look at the way of the world, if we are brutally honest about ourselves, we must acknowledge that just like those men, those angry crowd who met Jesus at the temple courts. You see, each and every one of us here today carries a stone, carries a rock. And you know what? It can even be a brick, whatever that may be in your life. And Jesus understood the whole idea of a mob violence. He understood that we all carry around inside us resentment, angry feelings, a thirst for vengeance, and more. We are full of these things because we can't get what we want. And in our frustrations and anger, we have to blame someone else. We see this all the time with with young children. And if you have young children or you work with children, think about this. In a room with children and filled with toys. Can you imagine it now? The one toy that a child desires is the one that is what? That the other child is playing with. A desire. We think, we, we like to think that we are adults. We don't do that kind of childish behavior that kids do. But we're kind of subtle a little bit about it, right? Aren't we subtle as children? Not really. But the truth is that we are still just as full of desire for what the other person has. Think of the power that advertising has over us. Whether you don't think about it, but think about it right now, what it has on you. The advertising industry is so huge. Look at your TV. Look around you. Precisely because they, those who run it know. They know that more than anything else, we are ruled by our desires and our wants. 
How many of you have ever had a flip cell phone? Yes, yeah, oh, come on. I'm not the only one here. And I remember having one of those flip phones that were like, it was black, it was gray, and it was really thick. So it was heavy. And the next thing I know, it was I desired, I wanted a thinner one. And I got one. It was beautiful, red, maroon, black. That was cool. I liked it. But guess what? iPhone came along. Woo, that made things cool. And I want that iPhone. And guess what? Yes, I did get that iPhone. And many of us do want to desire something that looks very popular. And everyone is doing it and having it. So this morning, the question that I asked you is, why are you carrying a rock with you? And you're sitting there right now, you're saying, Major, they gave it to me at the door. Right? That's the truth. But my, I'm asking you this morning, and look a little bit deeper in your life this morning. Why are you carrying a rock or a stone? I would like for you to take that rock that you have on your hand right now. I want you to feel it. What does it feel like? And you better not say it's soft, but this is not a soft rock. And it is kind of, it's not rough. It's a little, it's a little smooth. But as you're holding this rock, th there is sometimes a feeling. I don't know if you're feeling, a feeling that you just want to throw it. How many of you feel like that right now? That as you're holding this rock, you just want to let go of it. And you just want to throw it. No, please don't. And I'm not going to do it on the, from the stage. But you just want to throw it. Well, that day on the temple courts, the, the crowd, these angry crowd had a stone. They had a stone, not just a rock, a stone, and they were ready to throw that stone. So this morning, as we look at this scripture, we're going to look at, first of all, the reason of throwing, for throwing stones. What were the reasons that they wanted to throw that stone? You see, the woman was brought to Jesus because of her sin. Sin. God hates sin. And he makes it clear to us that sin is, will never have a place in his presence. As believers and followers of Christ, we are called to hate sin and stand against the sinful behavior. However, church, it is important to remember that God hates sin. But listen to this. But he loves the sinner. Can I hear an Amen. See, Jesus died to redeem lost people, to buy them back from penalty and the punishment of sin. So more importantly this morning than our call to hate sin is to love sinners. Far too often we forget. We are forgetful people, remember? We forget this important fact that we look at people. And don't tell me you don't look at people. We do look at people, we size them up, we, we pass judgment and begin to throw stones at them. You may not know that, but we are throwing stones at people on a daily basis. The sad truth is that we are far more willing to point out the faults and failures of others without realizing and recognizing that we are not without faults ourselves. You see, as the Pharisees take this woman out before Jesus, she is nothing. You have to imagine this. She is nothing more than a pawn in the plan to attack Jesus. And that's what the Pharisees did. And let's not forget the fact that there was indeed 
a man involved in this situation. But it doesn't make sense that the Pharisees bring the woman and not the man. Both of them were guilty. But here, the stone throwing that this crowd was about to do began when they discarded being just. Listen to that, being just. And of course, the Pharisees, as you look at verse 5 in the passage, they are quoting the law of Moses. And they are very careful in quoting it and defending it. And so they had already discarded, disregarded, because they had also brought this woman by just bringing the woman to Jesus. The stone throwing began before anyone even picked up a rock. It began when an evil intent was to discredit Jesus, no matter who got hurt, no matter who got harmed in the process. So church, the motive of the leaders was not to promote things of God, but instead they wanted to promote their own agenda. And how many of us are like that today? We're looking out for our own interests, and the Pharisees did. So at first glance, all of us, most of us would really come down hard on these Pharisees. How many of you are starting to get mad at the Pharisees? You saw in the video how the guy just pushed the, the woman down. And I tell you, there was a strong stink eye on that, in that video. That guy, angry, mean, a man of God who knows the word of God, but mean. How can that be? However, are we really that much different from the Pharisees? Are we? Haven't we all at one point or another pushed to get our way? Haven't we all had times when we got upset over things that are really insignificant and unimportant? Haven't we all done things that we desire instead of what God desires? Well, I stand, I stand before you this morning and guilty, 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 and guilty of all of that. I do. I am guilty of all of that. So the crowd at the temple courts, the reason that they were there to stone the woman is because of sin. The reason of stoning is really sin. And secondly, on this passage of Scripture, we can learn something about the, the crowd on that day as well. Not only was they had a reason to stone the woman, but in the process of doing that, the crowd realized the reality, the reality of throwing stones. Not just reason, they realized the reality. Why were these men so intently trying to destroy Jesus? Why? Why was it? The root of the cause flows from this unforgiving heart. All from the heart. A heart that will never let go of pain and endure the current challenges that they're facing. You see, Jesus has come into their life and disturbed their way of life. Jesus had challenged their rigid religious ideas. And Jesus has disturbed their power by Jesus engaging with people which the leaders have forgotten. Jesus had, had draw, been drawing a lot of people. Remember how Lyman talked about it last week, how Jesus became so popular? And now these Pharisees and leaders of the law are very not happy camper. 
They are not very happy that they wanted to get even and do something to accuse Jesus. How many of you have ever felt wanting to revenge or do something to someone else? Come on. Yes, yes. Let me tell you a story. It was about over 20 years ago. My brother and I were living at a dormitory. It was a Salvation Army dorm along with other colleges. It's in Kaimaki. It's no longer there. And so I hope not because of what I did, but no, not really. What happened was we got into an argument. How many of you have siblings? Okay, how many of you fight with your siblings? Oh, come on, don't say that. You have done. So this time we argued and something I don't even remember. And so I was very angry. Remember, this was 20-something years ago, okay? I don't get mad. No, I'm just kidding. I got angry and I said, I want to get even. I want to get even. And my brother at that time, he was into Bruce Lee. And so that means he had bricks or whatever you call it. And then, so I, could, I probably could hit him, but I would get hurt. So I wanted to get even. And one thing that he had was a goldfish. He had a goldfish. Someone's laughing because they know what I'm talking about. He had a goldfish in the dorm. And I wanted to get even because I was really mad. And so what I did, you see, talk, talking about throwing stuff, well, I throw in a bunch of the whole can of container of goldfish food. I did, I did, and I feel really bad about it. But I thought, okay, well, remember, I was mad. And so I threw it in, and next thing I know, the next day, that goldfish died. It was dead. And today, I do want to say I have confessed and I've asked for forgiveness. Until today, I can tell you about it, but please don't hold me as a goldfish killer. Please, 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 I have been forgiven, and I know that my heart is at peace. But see what it does to you when you're angry, when you're frustrated. You do things like that. But see, that's what these men were on that crowd that day. Why did they throw stones? They wanted to. Well, you see, the same way we want. The same way we do it. We throw stones because we have hatred. We throw stones because we hold grudges. Some of us hold very deep grudges. And you know who I'm talking about. And I'm not going to name names, but you know who you are. We throw because we have this, we're entangled in our anger. We throw stones because we will not let go of the things that upsets us. And verse 7 tells us, if any of you is without sin, let him be the first to throw a stone at her. Church, can we really afford to throw stones? You see, we all make mistakes, don't we? We all have sin. Romans says, for all have sinned and fall short, short of the glory of God. That's us. And we all have the same spiritual need for Jesus in our lives. And we would never have to think, we never think about throwing stones. But guess what? We do throw emotional and spiritual stones at each other. Hurtful comments. We gossip. We, we um, use generalization, judgmental statements, harsh with truth. So what is it that makes us want to throw stones? So let me ask you, is it frustration? When we become frustrated, it changes our ability to think clearly, like I did when I tried to kill, not kill, but I tried to get even. Didn't intend to kill the goldfish. It was to intent to get even with my brother. But you see, how about fatigue? Everything always looks worse when we're tired, aren't we? How about failure? When others fail us, we are quick to judge their actions. When we fail others, we are quick to justify 
our actions? How about false assumptions? When we get into only one bit and pieces of truth and we create assumptions based on lies. So church, the moment we seek revenge or anything for wrong things that have been done to us, either real or imagined, we lose a piece of our relationship with God. And once it happens, it becomes much easier, much easier to throw stones. We use the things that happen to us as a way to justify our actions. So this morning, the truth of the matter is this, that we are all guilty of sin. We all point fingers at each other. We are guilty of throwing stones. So the question is, why are you carrying a rock this morning? Why? Well, the crowd, the crowd was carrying a rock and they, or a stone, and they realized, they realized the reality that day, that they were sinners themselves. Sin brought them to the temple courts by bringing the woman. But sin caused them to leave the temple courts because they realized that they were sinners themselves. They came and they went away the way they were. The reality of being a sinner, one thing that happened on that day also to the crowd, it resulted in rejection. Rejection of throwing stones at the woman. Reason What's the next one? Reason, reality, and rejection. Verse 10 of this chapter, Jesus straightened up and asked her, Woman, where are they? Has no one condemned you? No one, sir, she said. Then neither do I condemn you, Jesus declared. Go now, go now and leave your life of sin. Go now and leave your life of sin. What a statement. What a statement of grace. Grace gets the victory. You see, from the oldest to the youngest, the crowd, the crowd came with a stone. But they left the temple courts dropping their rocks. They came to punish the woman that day. But they left the temple court dropping their rocks. And dropping one by one, they left. And every one of them went away and walked away. And I can imagine with their head hanging down, realizing that they had their own problems, that they had their own weaknesses, and they had their own faults and failures. So when Jesus asked, has no one condemned you? And then agreed, neither do I condemn you. And I like that because that is God saying to us, he was extending his grace. Jesus was extending his grace to the woman. And in fact, Jesus said to each and every one of us this morning that he says, for God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, to condemn us but to save the world through him. And Paul says, even in Ephesians, and talks about, for it is by grace that you have been saved. That is us, through faith. And this is not from yourselves, from ourselves, but it is the gift of God. 
So church this morning, I don't know that what you are in need of for God's grace. Is it maybe for salvation? Maybe it is for patience, for dealing with difficult people in your life this morning, for forgiving, for living godly life. Maybe there is a lot of things going on in your life right now that you need God's grace. But John Blanchard noted and said this, and I love what he says, for daily need, there is daily grace. For sudden need, there is sudden grace. For overwhelming need, there's an overwhelming grace. So whatever your need may be for grace, it comes by Jesus Christ this morning for each and every one of us. There is a, a man. Does anybody know who John Newton is? A man that, that tells us about his life. He was an infidel. He was, he was, he was a slave in Africa. And he, but you know what? He changed his life around. It is his song that he writes amazing grace. He wrote that song, and he experienced God's grace in his life. And church today, grace, it's not condemnation that comes from Jesus. It is grace, something that we don't deserve. Forgiveness flows from the life of Jesus. It is empowered by the sacrifice on the cross, and it is triumphed by his resurrection. And so the woman that day Receive forgiveness from Jesus. But on the other hand, look at the crowd. The crowd certainly rejected throwing stones at the woman. Yes, I'm glad they stopped. But guess what? The sad thing is that the crowd rejected the grace and salvation of Jesus. They went away not know, not receiving anything, not knowing that they were in the presence of God in that temple. So this morning, see, the love of God covers a lot of things in our lives, our sins. And Jesus says to you and me today, go and sin no more. And he says, get up from here and leave this place walking in the newness of life. 